Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Carbon Squaring again. Uh, we needed another emergency. Ken, is it an emergency? I mean, I don't know if it's an emergency, but like this is we've got a name. For, I think this is the day is the, what I'm going to call the. Did you come up with the, how long have you been thinking about this? I just came to me earlier. Hold just on. Like, this is the day. I need to write this discussed. down. This is the day. <laughs> Are we renaming Carbon Scoring to that? We can't do that without Kit. Kit is not here with us today. Ken's here. Hello, Ken. Hey, guys. And uh, Kit, you've been ceremoniously replaced <laughs> with <laughs> Drew. Hi, Drew. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good. Drew, I it's have good. to say off the bat here, uh, you bring the most Star Wars cred to this podcast, I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've read a lot of books. Ken's watched a lot of TV, and you've actually <laughs> you you've actually worked on Star Wars. Give us a little CV for a second. Um, well, my uh, my first gig in comics was working on uh, Dark Horse Comics um, Rogue Squadron comic. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, I did uh, six issues of that to start, and uh, that was uh, that was a real trial by fire. Let me tell you, the man and. Uh, and did, did, did you draw the man, the myth, the legend, Tycho Chelu? I did. I totally did. That's my, um, that's my and, boy. Uh, nice. It's, he's in my squadron. Draw... Oh, that's totally cool, man. <laughs> do, do they have him for the game, or did you? No. So we did him? a we did a side pod on this one. Of uh, Ken said we should pick a squadron of like if you had to have four pilots. It was right when Squadrons was coming out. If you had to have four pilots, who would you put? And. Uh, and we didn't differ too much. A lot of, I think we all had wedge. We all had uh, oh, of course. a lot of similar pilots. And uh, the only difference was that I had stuck Tycho in there because he could pilot anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Actually, we, <clears throat> we all yeah, had Hera. That's true. We all did What's have that? Hera. Yeah. Yeah. I had Hera. Oh, for sure. yeah. I didn't, I didn't have wedge. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, that's right. Hera's <laughs> a boss. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, she could pilot anything too. Not, not as she's not a Tycho, you know what I mean? But <laughs> oh, man. yeah, I kind of I kind of missed that whole thing where all the the X wing pilots came from uh, uh, flying Tie Fighters. What an such, amazing you know? piece of fiction to have created yeah. in the comics of like, hey, you know, all these dudes are kind of just like trained by the Empire and then they skedaddle. Yeah. I think that they had written that yeah. into the book on Biggs also. Um, like Biggs had gone to the Imperial Academy and then joined the Rebellion, and that's how Luke found out about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that was actually a harsh realization when I realized that Biggs had been at the Imperial Academy. Yeah. Not, you know, like, it wasn't the good guy academy. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a rebel academy. <laughs> right, yeah, so there's a rebel academy. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's a dumb realization when you think about it, because there's no rebel academy. They're like, "Come and be a rebel," you know. Like, they don't expect <laughs> to be blown up immediately. There's no commissioner, commissioned officers in the rebellion. I know, right? Yeah, they have those little weird pips on them. So I get. I mean, yeah, everybody's a general anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. There's an awful lot of generals. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Okay. We gotta. Yeah, so, we gotta keep oh, on sorry. track. <laughs> Oh, am I going back to my CV? Oh yeah, I... yeah. Finish this off, man. I mean, I would love oh, no, to no, hear. No, cool. I didn't want to take up like no. Time. Go for it, because um, we're gonna we're no, gonna I bug just... you again at some point. Oh, that's totally cool. Um, well, just to get it over with quick, then I, I a couple of years after I did Rogue Squadron, I got called back for um, uh, Star Wars Infinities, the first one that they did. Cool. 
which was basically a what if story yeah. for uh, Star Wars. Uh, Chris Warner wrote it, um, had a really good story. And uh, uh, it was basically uh, uh, what if Luke had screwed up and not blown up the Death Star and how everything goes from there. And uh, that's that was a cool project. Uh, interesting story for another time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is the day, I guess, is what we're calling this now. <laughs> uh, we Okay, so I think last season of Mandalorian, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I got this feeling that they knew they had eight episodes. They knew they had A to B. The story was going to play out however it was going to play out. And if it was a movie or a Netflix-style thing where they had to be 52 minutes or whatever, it was always going to be exactly what it was. And so when you watch the first season of Mandalorian, you kind of went with the flow, watched the progression, and at the first episode and the last episode, you said, this was really fun to watch. Yeah, all the way through. But there was no time in there where you got to episode three and you're like, hold up, hold up. There's an Ugnaught in this. We've got to talk about it. <laughs> you know, like there's a, we didn't we didn't hit that point in in episode three of Mandal of Mandalorian season one, but episode three of season two of Mandalorian, we have now hit the spot where it's like, hold on a second, we need to talk about this. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I I haven't had that moment because I I think I'm pretty well recognizing everybody. Yeah, I took, yeah. you know what? It's funny. I I didn't realize that uh, Queel was an Ugnaught right away. He was a little tall to be an Ugnaught. I thought. Oh. Yeah, so when I he mean, said he was an Ugnaught. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, I think like there's there's certain things that that I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because he's wearing the the hat, the helm, or yeah. it's, I don't know the what you call it. It's like a flight helmet kind of. I don't know. But it's more of a cap, and he's wearing that, so that throws me off because I'm so used to like just the the shaved bald heads, and they are shorter. Um, yeah. And so it's like that's that because like, I have an Ugnut Lego, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's an Ugnut, and I'm like, well, that's my cool figure until they make one. So <laughs> I, I need to have them on the, the Razor Crest. So it's the same thing that happens with everything over time. I think is uh, the Ugnots didn't do much when they created like they sort of turned their whole body and made Ugnot sounds when they were in cloud city, just like yeah. IG 88 sits and doesn't move. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, until he does. And then he's just like this badass bounty hunter. And sure. you're just like, what? Yeah. Well, like then you see IG 11, you're like, Whoa, cool. And IG droid. Like, and so like maybe, you know, we saw one brand of Ugnots on cloud city and now you've seen Queel and you know, People are different. I can go with that. That yeah. there's different types and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. the 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 uh, um, Bespin Ugnats seemed more like little pigmen to me. Very you much know, like so. they had like almost like little boar tusks on the sides of yeah. their mouths and stuff. Um, and and Queel was a lot more civilized than that. And so that was not my first thought was that he was an Ugnat. I just thought he was just some alien. Well, Queel Queel also yeah. worked for the Empire, which is probably how you know he became not a squealing pig guy and also spoke basic. You know what I mean? Like, sure. There's a chance. Maybe there's, there. well, maybe there's more advanced Ugnats that are designed for like genetically designed for, you know, brainy work rather than just, <laughs> you know, grunt work. I'm waiting for the, no pun intended. I'm waiting for the there's lobot also, helmet to show up on somebody. Oh my God. Right. But I mean, there's also like when we have, I want to say some, um, not Trandoshan, but some Trandoshans and like different, like we have different 
different uh, skin paletted um, Twi'lex. And so yeah. like maybe there's just oh, a matter yeah. of like, oh, just give her regional. Like, oh, that's just that's oh, the, the, the he's he's a northern Ugnot or like, you know, whatnot. And there's just different regions. So there's like, OK, just a different just from a different area. How bad do you feel for Twi'leks born with red skin? I mean, they just have to be Sith at that point. It kind of <laughs> seems like it. Yeah. I think we well no I think those are like the only one we know of is Talon right Darth Talon yeah, and she so. she was those are tattoos just like when you see so Zabrax and we've seen a lot of them in this season um and I should say in the series we see a, lot, a fair amount of Zabrax and they're not all just red and black because they have natural skin color and then the tattoos or make them red or whatever you know variants there is there so okay. yeah I think the but yeah it's, it's it's like the Deveronians though like you're kind of like oh you're just gonna be a bad guy right like you're Deveronian. <laughs> Which just feels just bad and wrong. Usually, yeah, I've been like, oh, so you just have two red horns. You look like okay. I don't want to judge you, but every character is like that I've seen that's a Deveronian is not the most upstanding character. And I'm like, we're kind of typecasting Deveronians here. <laughs> Although, isn't that uh, on Rebels? Isn't uh, um, Hondo's buddy a Deveronian, and he's got kind of a Russian accent, and he's kind of jolly? Yeah, and he's he be- kind of a betrayed criminal, the rebels. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and he betrayed the and he betrayed the crew. Criminal. True, that's true. <laughs> he was a punk. You're right. Then, you're right. <laughs> and I think about the one who worked with uh, Quinlan Voss during the um, Re- the Republic series. Oh, the books. And he had a buddy, and and he was another smuggler. Oh, yeah. just, that's just like right along the same lines. I'm like, you guys are really playing to type, aren't you? Like this is. <laughs> if he looks like Satan, he better act like. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, Why you wouldn't know what? you trust me? You know what? Yeah, to, bring it, to bring it back to Mando, we got a Weequay that was just sort of a retired bartender type. It wasn't a criminal. That we just, that we just called Weequay, which... <laughs> hey, that's their word, not mine. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. That's, uh, that's on Cobb I, Vanth. That's not on me. Yeah, that's that's really on Cobb. That's... <laughs> yeah. I forget uh, what the guy's name was now. They just called him Weequay. They called him Weequay. Cobb Vanth yeah. literally is like Weequay. Let's go. <laughs> Even though oh he's God. known him for years, like he's ever since the the, the Empire fell, they knew each other because they had they show the whole video of them blowing up of of the uh, Death Star blowing up, and he was there. And then he's like later on Weequay, give me some of the spotchka, and you're you like, know, maybe Weequay is name. like a Weequay word for like buddy, and we don't know, you know, like hey bud, let's yeah, go. Fair hey. enough, you know. There you go. At this point, yeah. I'm I'm prepared to believe there's a ton we don't know because I swear every time, you know, there's there there could be a new Mando episode where something's just a little twisted off and a little different, and I'm totally prepared to go with it because <laughs> it's not bugging me. And you know, maybe maybe that's it. You know, if they told me that you know Weequay is the, uh, the just slang for hey dude, I'm <laughs> yep I'm there. All right, Good yeah, enough. okay. I wrote that for you, Filoni. You can have it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bugs, let's talk about episode two real quick. Uh, did you know that that was a thing from Empire that had got cut? I did not know this. Um, what, with the spidery thing? Yeah, so the spiders were supposed to be the original Wampa. And then they were like, that's what? too... Yeah, they were like, that's too hard. And so they scrapped it for the Wampa. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I was... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ken. No, go for it. Okay, cool. I was up at my brother's house in Oregon. Uh, we got to watch that episode with, with my brother and his family. And my brother and I both have pathological fears of spiders. And, I mean, we just both hate any time there's, you know, I mean, like Lord of the Rings messed us up. Yeah. You know, like any time there's big spiders in, in, in this stuff, it just freaks us uh... out. So 
between me and my brother and all of our kids, there was so much screaming during that whole episode. <laughs> we will probably none of us ever watch it again. Let's dig into this t- childhood trauma now uh, on the Mando. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Did you want to read Kit's? Uh, Kit's yeah, yeah, I'm going to go through it right now. That's exactly it. So cool. Kit was kind enough to send us some thoughts, and I think we should use those thoughts as kind of like a a guide to the episode. So Kit was saying, uh, it's it's kind of crazy how much uh, punishment the Razor Crest can take, which I agree with. Uh, Although maybe we just haven't seen a lot of I'm maybe in Rebels where did those clone trooper ships they always just sort of blow up or do they I mean because it's kind of like the same size yeah I mean I'm pretty sure all the ships were either they very rarely if they went down they just went down and that's it yeah Yeah. so it's kind of crazy Um, but you know it's pre imperial surplus so maybe it's got uh, extra oomph yeah they don't make them like that anymore. But he was mentioning that the the whole episode kind of had the alien vibe, like uh, Aliens, the second movie. And uh, I think I tend to agree. I'll, you know, it comes down to like the way that the eggs hatched had the green slime, just like the alien face huggers had yes. the green slime. Yeah. And so I think Kit probably more than a lot of people. Um, I I always take a pulse. I I text Ken. I text uh, the guys on the main pod, and I text some friends of mine that don't know much about Star Wars. And I want to know what people think about every single episode this season as it goes. And almost universally, episode one was beloved. And almost universally, except for Kit, episode two was pretty panned in terms of, this, <laughs> you know? Really? I'm, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, overall, what happened in episode two? He yeah, well, flew. Yeah. He crashed. He, yeah. They fought spiders. There was a lot of controversy that we have to talk about egg eating. Oh, yeah. And then uh, that was the end of the episode. The public seemed to be very upset about the egg eating. Well, Vanity Fair seems to be very upset about the egg eating. I don't know about the public. <laughs> Vanity Fair? I yeah. didn't see oh, that. Oh, yeah. God. Vanity Fair. Yeah. Very they had a whole well. article. Yeah. People tweeting. And be, and then there's also a, a tweet by someone at Lucasfilm that was then deleted saying like, oh, trying to explain it. But then they like. And, yeah. And, it's oh, all a matter of context. That's, so that yeah. that's what yeah, they got Maddie me. Fair had to delete it. We could foreshorten this, but um, <clears throat> so we'll go through Kit's thoughts real quick, and then uh, he was really happy to see the X-wing pilots back from season one. Although only one of them, right? It was Filoni and a new actor to yeah. play the X-wing pilots. Um, it was Paul uh, Sung Young Lee. Oh, from Kim's Convenience. He is a fantastic actor. Uh, uh, he's a Canadian, a Korean Canadian actor. Um, he's been on, you know, a wide variety of different movies, but right now he's doing Kim's convenience. Um, he's also a huge fan of star Wars ghostbusters. He's got, he's part member of the 501st. Oh, so, um, so the X-wing pilots are are going to get this role from now on, right? Like it's always going to be some sort of, uh, Greg Gunberg style. Uh, you're a fan of star Wars inclusion role, right? You talking about you talking about Snap Wexley from yeah, the Snap we- This is the Snap Wexley role from now on in Mandalorian. Yeah. Is the we got to bring in celebs that like Star Wars? Either they play stormtroopers or they're X-wing pilots. That's it. Or you know, yeah, I totally dig that though. That's yeah. cool. It's kind of fun to see. You know, like can I guess the stormtrooper voice or yeah, that's fun. Yeah. You know what? And, and Star Wars I'd... should be fun. It's fine. Yeah. I love it because it, it also harkens back to them for the f- season finale last year of like, oh, well, we need more stormtroopers. We only have so much armor. How do we get more armor? And they're like, we'll just call the 501st. 
they'll send out a garrison and now we have another 30 guys to make our scene look badass and it, yeah it was and and like this is because yeah i mean paul's paul's a fantastic person like i i have a little bit of experience with him uh talking to him but he's just super cool and such a diehard fan that you're like oh wait okay you, you bleed star wars just like me let's okay. get you on the screen ah. he didn't do uh <laughs> he he did a great job as that as that pilot oh, to awesome. offset feloni's non-acting acting you know? <laughs> true <laughs> so <Fair enough. laughs> uh whatever the reason yeah. to bring him on the show was a good call uh you know in general so We'll sum up Kit's thoughts here. His random thoughts. What do that many spiders eat? Why does Baby Yoda eat so much? And why do the pilots just leave him on an ice planet? Thoughts? So, uh, Drew, I've got answers, but go for it. <laughs> um, I, you know, man, um, I don't want to know what they eat. You know, That's like what the, what the spiders are eating. Because that means there's got to be... A lot of webbing involved, a lot of like giant insects. Yeah, I, I can't hang with that, so I'm just <laughs> going to not think about that ever again. Um, I, I and my question about all the egg eating is why in the hell didn't the mom seem to notice that so many of her offspring that she cared so much about were gone? Exactly. That's just and you know like and the dad shows up in the in the next episode and he's like hey everything great there's no why are there only seven <laughs> i think there's a lot so before so the internet outrage we could start here and then we got to get off of episode two but the internet outrage about eating eggs the lucasfilm guy goes hey they're not fertilized it's just like eating a chicken egg oh okay yeah, yeah I, I, I you had can make that argument that. i guess but then there's the counter argument that chickens don't talk back to you and tell you things about their dreams and hopes and their family line <laughs> you know, like that would be upsetting it would be upsetting <laughs> then to then be like i'm still gonna hard boil your kids though you know yeah like <laughs> well i asked you I, this do you have chickens andy i mean have you ever tried to have this conversation maybe I've Maybe had, they do. I've had one conversation with a chicken and it ended up pecking me on the hand. I have a scar. And that, and then you eat its its I have its no problem eating a chicken egg. Impunity. No, I, exactly. Like whatever. Yeah. Uh <laughs> overall, I think that stuff is way overblown in terms of like uh, look, there's a lot of people with personal experience that got very upset and you can't negate people's personal experience, but you also have to make the argument that a piece of art doesn't entail taking in everyone else's personal experience at the same time. And so I don't want to get too deep into it because it's a conversation. I don't think we need to have on this podcast. I honestly don't. It's like too much unless you feel differently. I I feel like in two episodes, we're going to forget about it anyway. You know, if enough cool stuff happens, we're all going to just be thinking about that. So yeah, you know, I think we got stuck with an episode where not a lot character-wise happened. We just saw the kid doing a thing we hadn't seen the kid doing before, and it bothered us because it was just that was where your head's sitting. Because there's not a ton of other stuff besides the horror element of the, you know, the chase from the uh, alien spiders. I have a I hadn't thought about that that aspect. I have That's a critical critical theory about this, Ken, and you weigh in on whether you think it's true based on your reading aside from this because i don't know much about the yoda species but the the critical reading of this is 
don't complain about it. Just think about it for a second. In the first season, he chokes people and tries to hurt people with the force to help out his ostensible dad, right? And in th- this season, he's already started off by just, like, eating. And he ate last season. He ate live frogs and all sorts of stuff. The idea here is that he has no moral compass. He's not a Jedi. Like, everyone looks at him and thinks it's a baby Yoda and therefore he should behave that way. And and Filoni and and Favreau have both said they do this stuff to off-put you. He can't be cute all the time. And, and yeah. like, if he was a Jedi, he wouldn't eat meat, right? And I don't know if that's still canon, but at a certain point that was canon, that they, they were vegetarian. And... And so, like, the idea that he he has no moral compass yet until Din or someone else teaches him not to be evil and use the Force for evil, he's going to do things like, I'm going to use my Force to pull those baby eggs over here and eat them because they look tasty. Also, I think that the, the, you're imbuing, not you, but just in general, <clears throat> saying that that's evil is also imbuing some negativity with sure. it. Sure. When he, when he, go, when he chokes... Yeah, when he chokes... Uh, Cara Dune. Cara He's do in his mindset. He's protecting his father. Absolutely. So it's a, it's actually it's a protective in uh, like reaction. So it's like I don't see that as necessarily evil. Like most of what he's done has been as a as I mean, and I think that is they do want to walk that line, yeah. but it's definitely been more. I mean, if at, at most it's more you know chaotic neutral than anything else. If you're looking for like placement on a D and D scale. Like it's not necessarily evil. It's just it's it's protective or you know it's lawful. It just again depends. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean it's it, like he said, like you said, they're trying to make us identify and see. And and I think that there's like with what you say, there's a lot of what just young children will do. Like they, absolutely. I, was, I remember just like certain classes talking about like oh when a kid feels something, they feel something one hundred percent. Like when a, ch- a child looks at you and says I hate you, they hate you with every fiber of their being. Five minutes later, they're going to be there and love you because you gave them a granola bar. But like in that moment, that's all their emotions they have. And then in that five minutes later, that's all the emotions they have. They love you and just to the to the core of their heart because that's their emotions are just like that. And that's what he's still a child. That's why I mean we call him the child for that reason. So he's still emotionally just there, even if he's fifty years old or a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think so. you have to put it on uh, Din and on the mom being like, well, a why doesn't Din like take the crate away and move it somewhere that he can't get at it. And why doesn't she like, if it's that important to her, have it with her. Right. And then you just yeah. move on with your life because it's not worth thinking about because episode two is not the episode we should be talking about. It's episode three. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, will I say one, there's one nice thing that Kit said is why didn't the X-Wing pilots uh, help oh, him? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, though, they they do just say to him, like, you know, we we saw that you were in this area, but it looks also looks like you did some you you helped. So, and he's like, well, why don't you help me with this? And he's they just leave. He never said identified that he had anyone else with him. As far as they knew, he was just essentially a a better than most smuggler, doing doing his own thing. They're like, you know what, you get yourself in this ha- trouble, you get yourself out. If he would have said, you know, I have a passenger who needs help, he didn't say that. So he didn't put he, they didn't have any other information aside from. You're you're a morally ambiguous guy who, you know, didn't we're not going to help you, but we're not, not going to like damn you either. We're going to, you know, and so them leaving without additional information is not 100 percent on them. Like if you would have said, like, I've got a passenger who needs help. Oh, OK, well, then maybe we'll stop and help you. I also get the feeling yeah. that these pilots are not. And I drew probably has a thought here because of his experience with X-Wing pilots. 
<laughs> these are not the X-Wing pilots of yore. These are not the Rogue Squadron X-Wing pilots that are going to go out of their way to do the right thing. They say in that episode, hey, man, this is the New Republic. You know, it's like they're just they're just sort of space cops and X-Wings. They're not like holier-than-thou Rebel Avengers. You know what I mean? I think, actually, yeah, I think um, it would seem like with the New Republic having to come online so quickly after the disintegration of the Empire, that they don't have a lot of staff. So they're going to have to recruit raw pilots, and Dutu don't have a whole lot of training in law enforcement or even space consideration, you know, if that's a word or a term. It's a um, word now. You know, and, and, I'm writing down sure. space consideration. <laughs> but but I also, I, one thing I'd like to uh, touch on was it occurred to me while you guys were talking about the child. Um, I, I think that, you know, Din Djarin didn't say, this lady needs help. I got somebody who needs help here. Um, I, I don't think that he stopped the, the, the child from eating the eggs because I don't think he thinks like that. You know, like he doesn't necessarily want the child. He doesn't necessarily want the the passenger. You know, he's not a guy who's used to being placed with people with him in his care as much as just quickly carbon freezing them and turning them in for money. Um, so, you know, I mean, I feel like compassion versus just doing him is a new thing to him so you're not going to get him looking out for anybody's best interest i think he's still got a ways to go in his character arc before he's really reached a, a point of compassion that's a really good point yeah he's also i think a lot of people are more worried about the story mm -hmm. than his arc right like he's wearing a helmet it's really hard yeah. for people to see a change in a character that doesn't change yeah yeah, yeah definitely i mean he changed his armor one time when he got new Beskar, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Unless somebody adds something to his armor or something, it's gonna, there's no physical manifestation of what the Mandalorian is until you watch all the episodes. So, yeah. All right. Kit's note for episode three is now we are talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, did you know, Ken, and keep it from me that Katie Sackhoff was in this episode? I knew that she was going to be in the season, uh -huh. and I knew that she and who I knew who she was going to be playing. Obviously, obviously connections. Okay. I didn't know it was going to be this episode. I appreciate but I had you keeping this from me because this was a spoiler I did not have. And seeing her pop up on the screen, I mean, I know how confusing and unexciting it is now for a bunch of people that had not watched Clone Wars or Rebels to see a character <laughs> pop her helmet off and be like. Okay, there's a red. Oh, that's Katie Sackhoff, or or like, oh, there's a red-headed woman there. And for me to be like, yes, <laughs> that is pretty darn rad. It is rad. Yeah. I mean, we're there's a there's a definite canon split here in episode three of people that were kind of like, huh, okay, well, that was thirty minutes of like Mandalorians meeting each other, and then there's the thirty minutes of the rest of us being like. Wow, what a moment. We got to talk about it. Oh, well, yeah, because, I mean, if you think about, like, like as, as you're saying, as you're saying, um, if they haven't watched The Clone Wars, then the idea that, uh, I mean, it, it seems like she kind of basically said he was a member or, or a member of the cult of the Death Watch. Right, yeah. The Watch. Clone Wars. The Watch yeah. So they don't know yeah. what 
you know, that is. I mean, people who aren't familiar with the, the Clone Wars don't know what that is. The Death Watch has had certainly... one mention in Mandalorian and when he, when Din says that he was taken in by the Death Watch. That's it. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Yeah, when he was talking How to somebody about that? his history, he says, the Death Watch took me in. It's during Cara, when he's talking to Griff, Griff and Cara Dune at the yep. end of season one. He and, talks about oh. how he how he was taken into his culvert and, and stuff. And if you listened, not you specifically, Drew, but if other people listened <laughs> to this show at that point in time, I was like, Kit, Ken, you got to explain this to me because I don't understand if he was taken in by the Death Watch. Th- this is the, de- you know, we went through the whole, the Clone Wars, the Rebels, everything. I was like, I don't understand what Death Watch would have taken him in at that point in time and also where this helmet thing came from and all that sort of stuff. And the the payoff in this episode for being like, why don't they take their helmets off? This is really frustrating for somebody that just watched all these shows before the Mandalorian. I watched clone wars right before this. They all take their helmets off. What is the deal? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we had discussed it at the time and essentially it just said, and it breaks it down a little bit in this as well is that it's a, they're like, they're, they're Orthodox. Like you have some religions that are like, Oh, you know, we're, we're church of the new, of the new Christ and X, Y, Z, or we're reformed. And and there's like, there's so many different offshoots. And that's one thing too, it's clear that I want to mention to be clear about is that they mentioned that he's part of the watch, not death watch, which was a different, which I think essentially evolved into the yep. watch or at least a segment it's of it. It's got to sec- be connected, right? She's saying a different right. name, a pejorative name yeah, for the organization that m- molted out of whatever was left over after Rebels, right? Like that organization is destroyed after Rebels. Um, yeah, I was say after the, the Purge, Death yeah. Watch, yeah, they had but, to be because, I mean, in the final episodes of Clone Wars, you know, like all those guys took a dive. Um, I guess during Rebels. Clone Wars, they're a shadow of themselves. Maybe that's where they splinter off because that's when Din would have been picked up. There's battle droids in his memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. Um, let's talk about it for a minute because I want to do something that I did on the other podcast, Ken. That's going to make you really mad. <laughs> but you got to fix it now on this podcast. And Drew, do your best to help out. <laughs> people were trying to understand what Bo-Katan wanted. Also, they asked me if Bo-Katan was one word or two. It's two. It's two. I know that it's two. I thought it was two, yeah. yeah, It it is two. I had to explain it, but like, you know, that's one of those things. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if everywhere I go, everyone just calls me Ken Rolo. Like, that's the full name everywhere you go. And it's like, no one's just like, oh, hey, Bo. Hey, Bo. No one ever says, hey, Bo. Yeah. Also, she has a different name than her sister, so there's that. Uh, okay. I do explain to a lot of people a what a dark saber was, and b that that's what she was talking about the whole episode about wanting to get back from Moff Gideon, which a lot yeah. of people were very excited to see Moff Gideon point pull up in this episode at the very end, and I was too. It was a really great hologram. I don't know if you guys got the same kind of like chills slash smile that I got. When he comes on the thing, yeah, he's cool. like, you know what you got to do. And the guy just blasts, the, you know, like that was a good moment. And everybody from, I talked about the groups beforehand that I text. Everybody in all the groups was very happy to see Moff Gideon show up in that capacity and be like, okay, well, good. We have a recurring bad guy. I know who it is. I feel safe. There's a warm blanket for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
but then uh, I just thought, oh, sorry. They kept saying like, "What is it?" She kept saying, "It. Where is it? What does he have? What is this?" And I was like, "Okay, so she's talking about the dark saber." And then I had to explain the history of Bo-Katan and the dark saber. And I did it off the top of my head, Ken. Wow. No, not wow. Oops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> help me help help me help them. Here's what I did. Okay. I started with the Clone Wars and I said, okay. So Bo-Katan's sister, whose name I can't remember, who was Obi-Wan's pseudo girlfriend but wasn't. Was in charge of Mandalore, but she was a pacifist. And Bogotan was mad that she was a pacifist. So she went and joined forces with Prey Vizsla, who had the Darksaber. It's Prey Vizsla, but go on. By the way, it's also Bogotan Krees. Oh, Bo- she's, she Bo-Katan. cuts off the Krees? Yeah, she cuts off the Krees. Krees is, the is last her name. sister's so name. No, also, her, her uh, sister's name is Satine Krees. Right, right. Krees is the yes. last name. Okay, Creed. Yeah. Also, John Favreau was the voice of Pre Vizsla. Yes, he was, and That's the true. voice of uh, Vizsla's the son or cousin or whatever. Descendant. Yeah. Oh, okay. And who also he's ends heavy, up with the dark saber? Mandalo. Wow. Okay, we're gonna the you're gonna get here, Drew. The but you're gonna get you're gonna watch me do it, and then you're gonna yes, keep interrupting like you're doing because it's gonna be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so Bo-Katan Kreez is in charge. Of the Night Owls who joined the Death Watch with Pre Vizsla to create an insurgency against the pacifist government of Satine Krees, but they don't really hurt anybody. Not much of a Death Watch. I know. But But Death Watch was kicked off of Mandalore because they were too extreme. Yeah. And Bokatan and wanted to take go back to the old ways. Yeah, the old ways of conquering stuff. Okay. So we yeah. got that far on the first pod, and I was very confident. <laughs> and then Darth Maul shows up. And it all goes downhill from there. So Darth Maul shows up with the Shadow Collective. I'm doing this for memory, man. You got to give me credit. And uses Pre Vizsla. You're doing better than me. I didn't remember the Shadow Collective. Who and then uses Pre Vizsla and the Death Watch secretly to overthrow Kreese through Kreese's advisor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so some of his, so some of Kreese's, uh, sorry, so some of uh, Pre Vizsla's lieutenants. Yeah. Um, essentially, they're they, they. I mean, they take over. They take over Mandalore together. Like, there's definitely some of. The collective and the shadow collective and them working together with the Death Watch to take over and yeah. incite certain battle uh, attacks on a Mandalore, right. and then that's when that's when Previsla comes in is like, oh hey guys, I'm I here, I'm, I'm the I'm the cop, I'm yeah. I'm gonna save you all, yeah. and that's, I can that's, fix it, just me with my dark saber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so so then Crease, yeah. Satine Crease, the queen, is overthrown. By Pre Vizsla, who rules, but Darth Maul rules from the shadows. Yes? Yeah. This is where I started to get a little sticky. Yeah. Okay. No, this is your work. Then we cut to the final season of Clone Wars. Obi Wan? No. No. Oh, I missed missed something. Yeah, we're so during the 
dur- at at during the original Clone Wars series, um, uh, Kree's I'm sorry, Vizsla de- yeah. Vizsla decides I don't necessarily need you. Like you know what, you're not in charge of me. We're partners. And like Maul's like, no, you're not. You you're my subservient. They they go to, they battle. Uh, Pre Vizsla dies at the hands of Maul. He takes the Darth the oh, dark saber. Okay, so Vizsla dies then, and Maul gets the dark saber. Okay, yeah. I thought that came and then at he ends the up- end. No, it's well. It's at the end of this earlier seasons, but the newest stuff that just came out, season eight, yeah, or seven. Maul separate. already has the dark saber and he's in charge. Maul already has the dark okay. saber and he's in charge, but he's still using other people as his. He's still hiding, kind puppet of. Government. So people don't yeah, know that yeah, he's there from the shadows, right? Yeah. Okay. Because the Mandalorian so I mostly got this right up until now. Yeah. Okay. Last season of Clone Wars, they catch wind that Mandalore is in trouble, so Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka go back. They meet up with Bo-Katan there? No Anakin. No Anakin. Yeah. Just Obi-Wan yeah, and Ahsoka. Ahsoka goes on her own because it cuts yeah. off to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin split well, to go to the battle at the beginning of Obi-Wan Revenge Obi-Wan has Sith. to be somewhere around because Kreese dies <clears throat> at some point. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's, yeah, that, back that's in earlier. Clone Wars. That's oh, that's in the earlier that's Clone the, Wars earlier. that Kreese dies. Yeah, it's like dies. season five, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. Satine. Satine Kreese, yes, not yeah, Bo-Katan. Satine dies. And so, also, yeah. uh, um, Darth Maul's brother gets killed, too. Oh, yeah, the um, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's Savage when Satine... Oppress. Savage yeah. Oppress, the worst name. I, 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 oh, God. I, well, no, because there's also, like, something Sleazebago in. So, there's like, Star Wars is oh, literally yeah, there's so many on atrocious the names. bad names. Savage. Yeah. Savage oppress. Ugh, Forget the God. oppress part, but just savage changing no, savage both, to it, savage. It's double. It's yeah. doubly bad. It's, it's just like bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So Satine Kreese is dead. Darth Maul has the dark saber. We go to the final season. Ahsoka goes alone, which I messed up, to yeah. take back Mandalore. A lot of people die, including people that fans fell in love with the first time they were on screen and then they die. So I don't understand that part with the new commanders and stuff. But whatever, I'm digressing. Darth Maul gets captured with the help of Bo-Katan because she shows up to help Ahsoka. Well, oh, I've already got yeah. a correction. Go for it. Um, I mean, well, the, Ahsoka the, initially face off yeah. against Maul, right? Yeah, and then she captures him, right? Yes, at the end. yeah, yeah. But she has yeah. help of Bo-Katan and other people to help take over the rest of Mandalore. They're, yes. yeah, they go and, and they the fight troopers, the actual, yeah. like, war and the, 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 the yeah. Um, and then it's a one-on-one of Ahsoka versus Maul. And yeah. the whole time they're unraveling uh, Darth Sidious's plan. And, right, and yeah. he's making it's it really to Ahsoka what's been happening. Very good. And yeah. That, that's, yeah. And that's how, that's, that's one of the reasons why I know right away that I really remember is that Anakin's not there because that's, that is what Maul wanted. Right. Maul wanted uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin there so that he could be uncovered and be, hey, this is what's about to happen. I I want you here to unravel his plans because I hate the Emperor now because he killed my brother. Yeah. And oh, and he XYZ. left him. Remember, he tried to reconnect with him once he took Mandalore. He's like, look, I took Mandalore. And the Sidious was like, yeah, you're, you're a loser. Well, he's also after they, he, that's when he when he went there to take him, he also imprisoned him. Yep. And then well, it, it, the comics, they actually do this in the comics, which was going to be a couple episodes. They also cover where he breaks free thanks to the members of the Mandalorian, the death, the death watch that are. But the new loyalists that have the they have the all the horns and stuff on there. Yeah, the pointy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pointy armor. OK. Yep. 
the dark saber goes to Bo-Katan? At that point, yes. uh, oh, actually, right. Well, I don't know. Really good question because Bo-Katan didn't have it. Right. So, like, where does this? This time. is where I got lost. I think it's I don't lost. Know, I don't know where it goes I, from there because then I said, then I said, okay, then you skip to Rebels. Mm-hmm. And Vizsla's cousin or whoever has the dark saber. So maybe Bo-Katan never had no, it. No, no, no. At the end of, at the end of Rebels, Maul still has it because I'm sorry. At the end of Clone Wars, Maul still has it because we end up finding it um, in Rebels in oh, Maul's in the caves. caves. I forgot about and this that's, entire. See, okay, oh. see, this is where I forgot about this entirely. I forgot that Maul leads them to it in the cave because they she. They want Ezra to go to the cave so the witches can overtake Ezra or something. Or Sabine. Maul, yeah, Maul, Maul wants him there so he can turn him. This part is very but it ends up being it ends up being that Sabine finds it. And then right. the spirits of the Night Sisters overtake Sabine and Kanan and they attack Ezra. Um, Ezra. And Ezra yeah. figures out how to get him out. Yeah, because okay. it's also it's like once they once they move past the threshold of the cave, I lost track they in would here. Be... This is where it got fuzzy to me entirely. So then Sabine has the dark saber. Sabine, who betrayed Mandalore by creating a weapon for the Empire to kill Mandalorians, then goes back to Mandalore to try and free Mandalore because she feels obligated. Bo-Katan is there. They fight a bunch. There's still an insurgency. Sabine's mom is like sort of in yes. charge of Mandalore. Yeah. But she's in charge she's in charge of her house. But her house well, is also right. in charge kind of. Her her house was essentially deputized right, yeah. by the empire, but then there's also there's I want to say another there the guy cuz he I remember he had white armor with red Viz- highlights. Vizsla. He may have been another Vizsla. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, the, but yeah. The and other... so he was Tries yeah. to like say, "Hey, no, the Praetorian Guard or whatever the Empire that are also Mandalorians won't let you free Mandalore and all that." And they have this huge war in between themselves, in which Sabine decides that her family's not so good at being in charge, I guess, and so she gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan because she doesn't want to be in charge anymore of the dark saber, and the dark saber means yeah. that you're in charge of Mandalore. So she hands it off to Bo-Katan. Yeah, she believes that she has the stronger claim and right. that she has the she has the the strength to carry that. And because that's of, last, because of her sister and stuff, yeah. That's the last time we see the dark saber. Yeah. And between then yeah. and now, more bad stuff happens on Mandalore that we don't know about and Gideon gets the dark saber. The purge, that's what we yes, talk about it is sounds Oh, sorry. I'm saying that that's what they keep referring to as like the purge of Mandalore. That's when that's when the Empire took all the Beskar. That's when the Empire laid waste to the land. And then that's why Din says that, you know, it's a destroyed land. Like it's it's cursed. There's no point in going back. But no one's and really like, ever yeah. explained it right in canon. Um, in no, canon, we haven't yeah. had it. We haven't we haven't had a full disclosure of I, what exactly happened. Yeah, I think we could expect to maybe see a flashback to that. If not this season, then next. I don't know. They're not, it's not a huge flashback kind of show, though. And there's only five more episodes. That's true. And you got to do Din's story. Din, that's what people are there for, right? So the real worry that a lot of people have voiced to me, outside of people that are really excited to see the characters show up again and be like, oh, cool, Night Owls. Uh, 
is like, is this where they're headed? Are we going to have to sit through a bunch of Clone Wars stuff? Or is this a side story that we're done with until the end of the season or something like that? I worry. Oh, no. I I, uh, I think we're going to have... Well, I mean, how much how much are you okay with inferring from what we heard during this episode? Oh, because I, I have I, I have out of fair game. I have right? out like of Kel- no, no out of no casting news, no out of no no Hollywood reporter, none of that. If you heard it in the episode, I think it's fair game to say I have an, an inference based on what we heard here. Yeah, well, that's gonna be say what we heard here is that she said go to this place and meet Ahsoka Tano. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is more? I mean, we have stuff, that right. Right, exactly. That's more Clone Wars stuff, and yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing there. So I mean, I, we're still gonna have. I mean, I I don't think I don't think he didn't leaves a child with with uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka yet Ahsoka yet because I just don't I don't know if he's ready to detach from that because he's as he's he's as much as he's you know a, st- a stalwart standalone person he goes out and does his own missions he's always had his clan and right now he's essentially a clan of two that's what that's what the armor says to him like right now this is you this is your this is your clan so this is this is who you're with until your quest is over and i don't know if he's going to be okay with giving that up and departing from the child and being and be like okay well i guess you take him now he like he he feels an attachment like and that's that's that younglings or something for him i should say um foundlings or something that that mean a lot to him because he was a foundling you know he was adopted so that he he may not be so quick and ready to be like yeah go ahead and here take the kid let me go back to just being a bounty hunter this is fun like he's and he still doesn't even know where his place is because he finally meets that's the thing we didn't um, touch on he meets mandalorians and because he's you know inexperienced in the world except for his culvert he's like they take off their helmets he's like where'd you get that armor which i think is a really good moment for him because he just experienced it with uh Cobb Vanth Cobb and then he's like yeah. he's like where'd you get that armor and then she's like this has been my family for centuries like what are you talking about like like how dare you kind of like this is I'm a Vizsla like this has been mine for this is my bloodline and he's like he's thrown off by that and it's because it's just different teachings from his clan that he's had passed down to him and like he had armor too before and I'm kind of curious where that came from and what that was made of does everyone in this in these in this clan how do they come about their armor and how is that different from others like i don't know i'm kind of curious where that goes maybe we get more of that more of the mandalorian lore itself than just i mean i'm happy to have more clone wars and rebel stuff like i love those but i'm curious where we go well you know uh, that actually uh that's that's a, a point i want to touch on real quick is that um Filoni is probably trying to solve some continuity problems within uh, the Mandalorian show because I heard that they're doing a sequel Rebels show um, coming up. And there's also the Bad Batch show coming up that's also going to be set post-Clone Wars. So there's a bunch of continuity to set up. Um, And and I think one thing they're kind of taking advantage of is – uh, making some of the like, because because Cobb Vanth was a novel guy. He was from one of the novels before Force Awakens, and uh, uh, you know, Bo-Katan and and those Mandalorians were cartoon characters. So kind of taking advantage of this time to turn them into real characters, real actors that people can see and be interested in in the future, whether they're going to be animated or whether they're going to be live action. And they're going to do the same thing with Ahsoka. 
So, and you know, like Ahsoka is probably going to be part of whatever the search for Ezra is, et cetera, et cetera, off into the horizon. I feel like there's just like a whole lot of setup potential. Um, and you're going to have a lot of stuff cross over, which may, oh, you know, initially confuse some folks, but I hope, and, and I think Filoni's smart enough to sort those things out before they become a problem. I interject here a thought, which is I, everything you said sounds great <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as a person that looks at this and goes, I would be very happy to see Cobb Vanth become a thing that is more than a novel. I would be very happy to see my investment in multiple seasons of Ahsoka Tano all the way through Rebels pay off in, in live action. But there mm-hmm. is pe- there are people that have watched 10 episodes of The Mandalorian up until episode 3 and thought, great. I watched those first four movies or those first six movies, let's say, or those, you know, I've watched all nine of those movies and I watched this Mandalorian show and that's really cool for me to get. And they watched this and they were dumbfounded. Like what, what did I see here? What, who are all these people that they're talking about? Why? Who's Ahsoka Tano? Like they say the name, like you're supposed to know who it is. Or a lot of people I think got the feeling that they didn't know they knew enough to know that they didn't know something was going on. Mm-hmm. It was just tweaked enough for them to know they were out of the loop. Versus before when you saw characters show up, it was like, I remember seeing that oh, do you guys type think... of character. But... Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Drew had a thought there. Well, do you think that... Uh... Oh, just real quick. I mean, do you think that um, when Bo-Katan and her, her people introduced themselves that you know you could have gone with just that and not worried about backstory and just known that they were different mandalorians and that was their thing and they were going to go try and and bring back mandalore which wasn't what uh dinjarn's interested in so they're just different mandalorians with a different arc i mean I, if i didn't know any better i could be prepared to let that go i think you know, i think there's a level of awareness in watching it and certain people said, Oh, okay. There's more Mandalorians. I don't really get it. What she's talking about, but they left. So whatever Din's not alone and he doesn't take off his helmet, but they do. And that kind of lightly panned out, but like the way it was shot, it was very intimate when they're in that cockpit of like her downloading din on like this this is very important you go to this planet and you talk to this person and and like that started to kick the wheels into gear for that like mid-range of people that knew something about star wars that like i'm being left out of something here and i wonder if the mandalorian skews a direction here of okay like drew you were just saying We've got other shows to set up and we're going to use the Mandalorian to do it. That's not yeah. what people signed up for the first round of sh- of episodes. I don't think. I don't think they were set up to be like, oh, this is a bridge show to another show. Okay, I see. Like, yeah. Okay, we're going to. Yeah, that's fair. I could totally see that. You know, like if Ahsoka Tano takes the child and that's the end of it and like. If you care about that, go watch Rebels 2. 
maybe that's maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe it becomes a show about Mandalorians and he goes off with Bo-Katan and people don't need to know the backstory because over the next season they talk about Mandalorians or whatever. It's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. I I think they're stuck with the baby. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they they've they're going to have a the, I, that's what I'm saying like I don't think also just for show wise he 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 doesn't think the child might the question then too is do we foresee any type of time jump or that we just are we just because we're not, the child's going to I mean it's aged only 50 years and it's to this point at what point do we jump 50 years like where does the like do we how long do we expect the Mandalorian to go for another three seasons and then we're just going to have the same little child until they do the Mandalorian season or series two and it's a time jump like Battlestar Galactic S like five years later no. then just like then the thing is too because Din didn't add another 50 years on Din if he survives as a Mandalorian for another 50 years which is questionable because they don't get to be too old because of their lifestyle do we see a hundred year old teenager the child and I don't know because that's the thing it was like I I can't I I'm definitely curious to, to your point of like when people who are on the outside watching and they like you said they watched the nine movies so they probably didn't watch they didn't watch Rogue One they didn't watch Solo they just like oh, I watched the Star Wars they're fine and then they enjoy this but they're losing all these other connective threads I mean my brain just says then go find those other threads go watch rebels go like that's but that's me because i introduced you as the guy that watched all the tv that's what i said yeah and so i'm just like it's that's i i don't see why they i mean i i I know why they wouldn't because it's 10 seasons of a show and another five over here or four over here it's a lot arguably a lot of which is unimportant and or bad arguably some could disagree (laughs) i I, i'm not saying um, there's definitely some of it that i just do not need to see anything or there's Actually, actually, I just figured out a thing that solves it for everybody. Oh, here you go. Maybe it's all just play for the people that are into this stuff, and it doesn't mean anything. That's maybe Bo Katan's not coming back. I really maybe hope... we're going to see Ahsoka. I, yeah, I, there's a formula they established in the first season, and it seems to be happening again. Big character, big character, big character. Right. So you've got Cobb Van. Yeah. You got Bo Katan, take a break, introduce one more, and then you've got two episodes left to bring back everybody and have your big finale. What about Boba Fett at the end of episode one? There you go. So oh, that's what, two more that, episodes from oh, now? Oh, God, I forgot that. Plus, you got Ming Na Wen somewhere. Oh, yeah. Ken's <laughs> face. You get... <laughs> I, 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 my biggest desire, and this is, this is outside of character knowledge. Um, some of the stuff that, uh, that an actress has been saying externally, politically has been a little bit questionable to me. And I'm like, you know what? If that character didn't come back for another season, I'd be okay. We just having now Ming be here and I'm much happier. So like, I'm just, that's why I'm like, yes, Ming now when I'd, I'd love her for the multitude of things that she's done. So I don't think you go, I don't think you go three episodes and you bring back Grief Karga and Cara Dune at the end of this. It seems like a, a stretch to go like a whole season and then be like, ah, oh, yeah, bring them back, bring them back. And it's not undoable, but like the, I mean, the formula is the same. It, it, the, I don't know. The formula could be the same. And it seems like you wouldn't bring an actor like Timothy Oliphant, right? Or 
a Ming-Na Wen or a Tamura Morrison or, you know, you create the list. Like, it's, Katie Sackhoff doesn't show up for forty for 28 minutes of screen time. Not even. Well, what about the captain of that ship who we, we've seen from... I mean, he's a recognizable actor, and but we're just, he's just going to off himself and spoilers for season yeah, episode three. He's a recognizable. That's the thing, though. That's that's the that's the the what do you call him? What's his what's, sacrificial lamb? Yeah. The, no, no. What's the character's <laughs> name? The the X-Wing pilot for Greg Grunberg's pilot's name. Oh, Snap Wexley. Oh, yeah. Snap. Snap, that's the Snap yeah. Wexley role. That's the hey, we need a we need a Imperial pilot. Like, but, but like throw some feelers out there for people that are really into Star Wars. And that's the guy that shows up, right? Like, you, oh, hey, I recognize him. Oh, he's dead. Oh, well, it's fine. You know, but, but the people that live, the Cobb Vance and all that, you, I get the feeling it's a, a repeat situation of like, he's got to build his crew and use his crew. Right. And so same formula as last season. Next episode won't, in my opinion, be the big reveal of Boba Fett. You got to wait another one. Right. And then yeah. after that, I've, you got to have friends. Finale. Although wait, maybe well, Ahsoka Tano, like, right? Oh. You got Ahsoka Tano next yeah. episode. Well, that's my, that's uh, my buddy one. who I talk a lot of star Wars with actually says there's a good chance. We may not see Ahsoka till the end of the thing. There's always an obstacle, right? He can't get you know, there right the away, thing. right? He can't go straight there. Yeah. Yeah, so you so know, Ahsoka Tano is two episodes from now, right? Mm-hmm. So the big, the big oopsie. Maybe you see her face at the end of next one. Then you got Ahsoka Tano's yeah. episode. Then you've got Boba Fett's episode, maybe or another break. You know, you're already at episode six. There's only two more. There's uh, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. enough time for this it's to be what people think it is. I think Drew's right. I think. This was a moment for some people to feel lost and a lot of fans to feel good. Hell yeah. And, uh, and it did make me feel good. Oh, yeah. Because I, I had invested that time, right? Like, I knew this show was coming. I knew Disney Plus had just come and they were adding that Clone Wars thing. And I said, I want to get back into Star Wars. I'm going to watch that Clone Wars thing. And the payoff is there. So the fans are happy. If they are able to steer the ship here so that people that were like, I don't know, get back. And I think they're good. I gotta thread that needle. Yeah, just yeah. very much so. Yeah. Yeah, and then I also need a. Plus, if they um, bring back Boba Fett. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say real quick. Uh, if if they bring back Boba Fett, that's gonna make up for the fans that were confused by Bo Katan just getting to see Boba Fett be alive. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I've I've had this discussion with some people who did not know who Tamura was, the actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I never said, did you see Boba Fett at the end? I always said, who do you think that person is at the end of the first episode? And almost exclusively, if they had read the internet or they were huge fans of Star Wars, they they guessed, they, they went through the rigmarole of who it could be, and then they said Boba Fett. Aside from that, people were like, I don't know. I didn't even notice that guy at the end. <laughs> right. Uh, these those are the type of people who just they're that they're dead in zombie apocalypse. They don't have the common sense <laughs> to look around. Well, no, it's That's like just... it was a throwaway. It's just like the the Ming Na. And when I keep saying that Ming Na is there, right? Like they're like, what about that person from last season? They're like, what? What are you talking about? You know. So 
these are the people who leave during the credits of a Marvel movie. Yeah. We we need to let these people go. That, that they... <laughs> um, I still think it all... could be a head fake and that it's a clone. I'm I'm I've still got this much hope. Hmm. I mean, I I don't think that because there's don't. so much. And I know I'm going wrong. the other way. Look, you're clearly, not, you it's, know, so you... it's not a yeah. clone, but. It would be a cool head like, fake, but they'd have too maybe, much. They'd have to explain too much. All right, episode yeah. three. Any more thoughts? Anybody needs to throw out there? I, man, it's so good to talk about it. I need a Bo-Katan figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I was exactly saying that. I today. mean, there is no Bo-Katan uh, Clone Wars figure. Uh, yeah, I mean the three and three quarter. Uh, I mean, not black yeah, But now yeah. we're gonna get an actual Katie Sackhoff likeness. Yeah, you know, black series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, toy time is next time we record, and there's a lot. Okay, if we do this if to- we do do a toy time, I do. We we got to wrap things up. Yeah. But if, if we do do a toy time, you wanted to talk about uh, SH Figure Arts, and you wanted to talk about other things. I do. Drew has uh, several of them. Do you behind him? Okay. Yeah. But- I just got my uh, IG11 today. Is actually. that an SH IG11 with the baby attached? Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you can. <sighs> yeah. There you go. This is why I want the SH figures. This this right here is why I want to sell all my black figures and buy SH figure arts ones. Because look at that. You can attach yeah, but, the baby that comes with another set to multiple sets. But they're yeah. they're doing that with the deluxe one too, though, for Black Series. They're gonna come uh, it has a little pouch. So but gentlemen, yeah, I thank you for this discussion. Yeah. 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 Toy time. Toy time is next time. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for showing up. And I'm really glad we talked about it and we got through Kit's ideas, except for that he's now in love with Moff Gideon, which I think he'll have to explain next time he's on because I'm not going to vouch for that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, where can people check you out, my friend? I know you have a a bunch of places you can look at your art, like Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, nice thing is all my stuff is just under Drew E. Johnson. So Twitter, Drew E. Johnson. Instagram, Drew E. Johnson. Same thing with Facebook. I'm real easy to find. Cool. And there's a lot of fun stuff yeah. on there. I like the, uh, was it Miss Marvel you recently did? Oh, the color piece? Yeah, the or color the, piece. Uh, your, color, your color exploration with Miss Marvel was really great. Thanks. That was the very first thing I've ever colored that I actually liked. <laughs> Nice. It was a huge leap. Awesome. <laughs> Ken, comic banter. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, find find us at just same as Drew. They're all the same. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch at Comic Banter. You can hear us talk about comic stuff. Currently, we're going through trading cards. Drew's been on a number of episodes. Definitely check us out. And yeah, that's that's it for me right now. Right on. If you have any questions about Star Wars, send them to podcast at wewerogamers.com. Put carbon scoring in the subject field. We're everywhere. And uh, lambast me for my bad knowledge of where the dark saber went. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.